we are back with another episode of the podcast presented by Simple Math Matrix. It's your boy, Mr. A.K.A. Super Raw 357, best known as Prince Godbody. And I'm back here with the God King Hoopla. And this week we're talking about some pretty funny fucking shit. Um, I'd say so. I would say, I want to kind of start this off with remember NFTs and how those failed because they were all fake and nobody yeah, believed yeah. in them. There's no real authenticity. Or not even that there's nothing tangible. That the fact that it's not real and like, what is there to believe beyond this? Yeah. Well, recently there has been, or there was, rather, because now that this has been pretty much completely terminated. I don't know if you followed it. Yeah. But it's been completely terminated, essentially. But there was an AI rapper signed to Columbia. No, Capital. Capital, rather. My bad. Capital. And this AI rapper was called Saying the N-Word, and it was found out that the creator of the AI and the avatar was a white dude, a black dude supplying the lyrics. But rap tried to do that thing that Asian countries like K-pop and those type of countries do. Yeah. K-pop, those type of genres, rather. Yeah. Do. And create virtual stars. Or do a gorillas. Like, gorillas were virtual stars. But this wasn't, like, an outward expression of somebody's... Culture. Or artistic abilities. This was just a caricature. Mm -hmm. This AI was a complete caricature of black culture and rap music as it is right now. Yeah. And Capital, at this point, has severed ties and has agreed to give the money that the AI was making, or they were going to give to the AI, to uh, their creators, their black creators, marketing budgets, and blase blah, and this, that, and the third. But I would think that the damage is done. Yeah, I think so, too. There's nothing you can come back from from this. I mean, Capital, the record company can, but this it was just a bad look all in all. Well, yeah. But why was it a bad look? Oh, because it just for real, for real, it didn't make any sense to begin with. Cause why not? Because in the day, streams. Everything's about streams. Yeah, everything's streams about streams. Make money. Yeah, but an AI rapper is not going to make money. Why not? Because how you it does in Japan or not rappers, but I mean the gorillas. Or Korea. Yeah, the gorillas. Or in fucking America, yeah, the gorillas. Gorilla. I mean, but the gorillas is the only thing you could think of. That's a virtual project that's really successful. But those type of endeavors, gorillas were pioneers with doing that yeah. in general. But, yeah, and it also took more money to make than it. Well, they did also. Nah. Well, it did take a lot of money to make the gorillas. It did, but probably not as much as it does to make and produce and. Well, especially when you have a record company fake rappers behind now. it. Yeah. But that fake rapper, I don't know. That just like Damien, the guy who did, who was behind gorillas. Was still in a band called Blur. Yeah, which was still a really popular. So he had the capital. Yeah, which had the yeah. musical ability. Mm. It's not like he took his musical ability. The difference between appropriating gorillas, somebody appropriating somebody's culture isn't going to work. Yeah, no matter how yeah. you set it up. Well, it kind of it kind of works for white artists, but because there's never a rap. The the, the gorillas themselves. 
they don't do the rap parts. It's always yeah. the MC that does it. Mm-hmm. Whether it's Del the Funk, uh, Funky Homo Sapien, mm-hmm. Doom has a track on Gorilla's first album. Uh, not the first album, but November has come rather. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. it's, it's not appropriation. It's, it's an amalgamation of somebody's vision. This AI shit was just a caricature. Yeah, and it is pairing them up with some with an artist. Yeah, because I think he has a song with Gunner or something like that. And a song. With yeah, yeah, yeah. You know but that's saying? probably some label shit. Yeah, they're just looking at the check that it brings in, not the impact that it all actually makes. And speaking of checks that come in and impacts that it actually makes, um, Offset is currently fighting. Uh, it doesn't even seem like he's fighting QC. It seems like that there's they just a problem. Uh, I, I I feel like publicly they publicly they split ties. But the Migos? Yeah. I don't think the Migos have split Well, I think publicly. with QC. I think that uh, P being in the situation he is, being the head of QC as he is, him and Coach Cake, you know, that sort of situation. Yeah. That he bought these guys up. So no matter what happens to you, I deserve a piece of the pie. Offset bought out of the contract. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He bought his music back, bought off of the contract. But when he tries to put out music, they try to put their name on it so they reap some benefits. Trying to like, you know, kick, you yeah. know how John Cena sold his yeah, name. I know what you, mean, yeah. you know what I'm saying? A kickback. And Offset saying, no, that's not cool. Yeah. And the other Migos, uh, that's crazy. The other Migos aren't necessarily siding with Offset or necessarily siding with saying B. They're saying thing. mutual or, you know, indifferent. And that's enough to, like you said, say they're broken up in, in mutual relationships. I mean, they haven't made any music together. And you yeah. can see by the past couple months. And but that's because Quavo and Takeoff left P put the, the, the label on it. Offset has bought out the deal. Offset doesn't have to be a Miko. He's married to Cardi B. Yeah, that's true. And so he came, comes out with this hot single. And 54321 is a crazy single. Got buried. You What's probably that? haven't even listened haven't to it. haven't heard it, it. yeah. I wasn't going to listen to it. Anyway. Getting buried. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. So, and to a certain extent, when Offset saying, saying he's getting blackballed, you have to believe it. Because Offset has what could presumably be one of the bigger singles of the year right now out. And it's, well, you haven't heard it. Yeah, but I wasn't going my way to listen to it in the first place. I could say that for soon. Me. You wouldn't have to. It would be on the Apple Music homepage if it wasn't getting blackballed. I don't think you understand the way I, I look at music. I don't think you understand the way you just open your apps and... How shit is pushed on you? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like how many times have I come on here and I talked about how I really don't listen to the hottest single out. It's not about listening to it's about seeing it. It's not about listening to it, it's about seeing it and knowing it exists. Yeah. You don't even know it exists. That's the thing. Well, I knew the song came out because I remember he was promoting it. But barely. Yeah. If you, you, Used to be if if Amigo was coming out with a song, there'd be enough buzz that even if the song sucked, that people would go crazy over it. Yeah, that's true. When they're all three together. No, even the individual albums. Yeah, but they were enough buzz to sell. But they were all promoting that too. Exactly. They were all promoting each other because QC. Yeah. And now that 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 flagship is gone, he doesn't have that promotion, and so it's he's definitely suffering. It sells, you know what I'm saying, the notoriety and the visibility is definitely, obviously suffering. There's no way that someone who's as big of a hip-hop star as Offset 
with having the Cardi B have behind him being married to Cardi B is not getting these looks. It's kind of like this new Nicki single they're saying sells. It went number one, but I haven't heard it yet. Oh, dang. Oh, yeah, they did say Nikki dropped a song, didn't she? And yeah, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, he would have heard it. I, wouldn't. But it I didn't see one. anything. I didn't I, see I anything. I listened to the radio quite a bit. I didn't enough see. to hear the radio, and I haven't heard it yet. I didn't see anything regarding that song. I've not heard even church a snippet. girl on the radio before not I heard that. Not even a snippet on Twitter. Yeah. You're, Miley, you'll probably see a snippet on Twitter before you see. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's mainly how I see a song. Yeah. Which, uh, the crazy thing is that Twitter, and he's seeing snippets of songs and shit like that, that... These social media, that's what it should be for. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You should just be getting a taste. That's how you should always promote your music. Oh, you should just be getting a taste of people's life in general on social media. A snapshot. It shouldn't be the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? It shouldn't be a highlight of the good. It shouldn't be a highlight of the bad. But it also shouldn't be the entire thing. And Benny the Butcher (laughs) and Freddie Gibbs are now in a back and forth internet brawl. That has gotten to the realm of comedy and out of hand and because of people's hand. family members have been mentioned. Well, they've already been hurt. Well, violence is already. All right, so you want to give the people a background on this? Nah, I don't. Nah, I'm playing. But uh, it. So what was this? Uh, what? like a month or two ago. A month or two. When, when what happened? When Freddie got ran down on at Dinosaur That was Barbecue. a month ago. About a month or two ago. So about a month or two. ago. I say about a month or two. Ago. Uh. Benny, Benny now has put out there on the internet, internet rather, through these re- recent Instagram clips that it was in fact his crew that ran down on Freddie Gibbs at Dinosaur Barbecue in uh, Buffalo, and that back and forth uh, kind of quieted down. You know, it was a little rumblings, but now it sparked back up with internet beef. Um, academics jumped in, you know, calling out Freddie Gibbs' cop father. Yeah. So Freddie Gibbs called out the fact that uh, Benny the Butcher's father figure, uh, the guy who Johnny P. Caddy is named after, recently became a cop in the last few years around the age of 56, you know, that type of shit. That's it, you know what I'm saying? So they've been going back and forth on petty shit. No whack shit. We've just seen jokes. Yeah, do you which think is, this will escalate? Hope not escalate, but do you think it'll finally go to where they attack each other formidably on wax? Well, it should have been that in the first place because these niggas are too old to be... These niggas are too old to be doing that in the first place. Like, all this Twitter stuff, like, that's some shit that you would see, like, niggas like Young Boy, niggas like Children. Young Boy, Dirk, and all of them do and shit like that. And they don't even do it. You know what I'm saying? That's what they built their careers off. And you got two MCs who are extremely good at what they do. Yeah. Extremely good at what they do. Shown that they are good on each other's tracks. Shown that they can hold single albums together. Single projects. You know what I'm saying? And it should not have to go down to the fact that they're throwing shots about whose girl is on OnlyFans or whose hairline is far back and this, that, and the third. When they could easily make some good, good ass. Yeah, whose feet work. They could easily make a good ass diss track at each other. And they both would do numbers. But would you rather see a diss track or them reconcile and make more music together? I'd rather see a diss track than reconciling. Why? Because that's how you make money. I, but you, as a fan of both of these guys. And as a fan, that's how you that's how you that's how you build hype. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's so how you build hype. Do you think that you could play you could play it off. You could but play do you it. think that this is a ploy, do you, I don't think this is a ploy. No, it's not a ploy. I don't think it this would get physical again. No. I don't think if it's, I don't feel like they they be in the same vicinity as each other. 
anymore. Oh, they definitely will. They definitely could. They definitely will be. But I feel like their circles probably don't. Their rap circles are probably altered now. Who wins a, a, a on wax battle? Because I got Freddie, Freddie cleaning. Because Freddie up. can make a song. Freddie can make a song. Freddie also got the, like he said, y'all weren't selling out shows unless y'all were with me. Yeah. Benny didn't even sell out his own hotel. Yeah. You know, I, I love Benny. Benny's one of my favorite rappers. Yeah, Benny can but spit, though. When you start talking that type well, of thing. you go into tip, the numbers of it, the politics yeah. of it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Freddie does have you know, a Grammy now. Y'all both now. got cop dads and all that. Yeah. Y'all both are the same guy now. Yeah, cause, and Freddie has a Grammy nominated album, too. Yeah. Which just throws it all off. Yeah. And actual claim. Yeah. Um, Shit, speaking of acclaim. Euphoria, it seems to be losing I want to know. a lot of its cast. Have you seen about this? Or yeah. Heard about this? Um, apparently, it seems like Sam Levingston really pissed off his cast uh, with Euphoria because uh, what's her name? It's uh, Barbie. It's Barbie. Barbie Ferreira. Yeah. Uh, the guy who plays Nate and the gal who plays Maddie, they're all leaving. Euphoria next year, and it was slated last, or it was kind of rumored last year that they had problems I think it's only with one. writer and director Sam Levingston because uh, a lot of cat scenes got cut. Yeah, and cat was a huge part of season one, and if you watch season two, she just kind of got used as an accessory character on a really bad throwaway storyline, and that's like one of the big reasons why I hate that second season, but. When it comes back to it, they're losing a lot of their star power. They have Sydney Sweeney, but they don't have the. No, I think it's only I think it's only Cat they lost. Barbie Ferreira. I don't think I don't think they had lost anybody else yet. Yet. Yeah, I don't think they have any general. Oh no, I've seen that more people are leaving this cast. Oh. You know, and that that was that was even before these this announcement came out. Mm-hmm. The way Sam Levingston was doing these actors, he just was. Kind of ignoring them, passing them by the wayside, treating them like shit, just treating them like characters and not people. Oh no, yeah, actually, I've heard there's been a lot of like, uh, um, like tension in the back. Yeah, stuff yeah, like the that. background of the show. Um, I don't think this is going to impact HBO too much. Well, I think a lot of people jump ship last year. I think if they can get a show out of Sydney Sweeney, I don't know if they be they good. got a lot of Emmy nods for this season too. So if they get those, they're not gonna win. They're not going to win. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Show generated a lot of buzz. Show generates a lot of buzz, but it also killed itself in this season. It'd be kind of like giving the Wire second season of Oscar while it was, ha- or Emmy rather, while it was happening. Even if it's amazing, it's not something you think is amazing at that time. And that second season of Euphoria was terrible. Yeah, it wasn't all that. Because like. of the backstage problems. Because the characters, are the not the characters, the actors, were completely dis- dissatisfied with their positions with Sam Levingston. Mm-hmm. He, he was terrible to him. I can believe it. I can believe it. You know what I'm saying? Especially, like, if, especially when you cut Kat's storyline down, too, because she had a very uh, interesting one. I'll she be had it. the interest, the most interesting one. Yeah, she did. You know what I'm saying? She had the most 
Like she had the most to lose out of that one too. She had one of those. Well, not, she didn't. She had that. one of those storylines. Like you could have taken her out of high school with that. Yeah, exactly. Easily. Mm-hmm. Like if you wanted to spin off her, she could have dropped out of high school off of that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. They mm-hmm. could have. They could have done a lot with her. Her. Uh, pivot they could have really pushed the envelope as far as like, you know, what I'm saying culture shock and shit like that, with her character. Yeah. If you want to put it like that. Yeah. That's all to her too. If she wanted to do that too, if she wanted to be put in that light. I mean, she did, but it was Sam Livingston. Yeah. Um, speaking of him putting that light, now we got a show that's being totally going to be put under a serious light, completely oh. scrutinized its entire existence. And already renewed for season two. Repeat but, that again. And already renewed for season two. House of Dragons, after one episode, has already been renewed for a second season. But and tonight is the second episode. We're gonna be watching that tonight. Yeah. And all for the first episode, I'll say that having watched the entire Game of Thrones series, it feels just like Game of Thrones in the writing, the feeling, mm-hmm. the the setting and all that. It's amazing so far. I really do have a team off of one episode, all that bullshit. My one complaint is if it's set hundred and seventy two years before Game of Thrones happens, how in the fuck is there no technological advances in 172 years? House of Dragons looks just like Game of Thrones, and that should not be the thing. I don't know. Opinion. I don't know, man. Think about it. Think. I mean, think of if you just. All right, let's let's, let's go back to history. Let's go into our um, ninth grade world history. Mm-hmm. Uh, when is the um the Bronze Age? When does that shit happen? You know what I'm saying? Is it? It's a minute between all those. 170, things. but all the those thing is 172 years. It doesn't mean everything changes, but small things change. But we're here to talk about the actual show. Yeah. What do you think about the actual show going I mean, off the first th- episode? Uh, first of all, this is what I want to say. I, I think um, it was already renewed. It was already renewed for a second season. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They already. This is just a hype thing. Mm-hmm. HBO could have let you know months before the show even oh, came yeah, out. You know what I'm saying? They started filming. They started but working. As far as the show goes. Like, oh, yeah. Fuck all the extras. How, is, how do you like the show? I like it. I mean, it's not much to go off. I don't think it's that much to go off. It was good to go back to Westeros, of course. But, I mean, still given I'm watching the original series now. You know what I'm saying? For the first time? No, not the first time. For like the third time. Uh, but it definitely is dope to see, like, the story come to life. Like, the story that they talked about throughout the whole original series about, you know what I'm saying, the Targaryens and shit like that, which is kind of like the background story. Yeah. In Game of Thrones, in and of itself, is the Targaryens rule on Westeros. So now actually seeing it all come to life, um, very interesting, especially uh, once I start reading the books, too, because I do plan on start reading the books. I think that it's actually... really crazy that off of episode one, if you watch Game of Thrones... You see off episode one, they're able to weave their ABC plots yeah. like immediately. Mm-hmm. You understand that this is not about one thing. This is about multiple things off bat. The writing has not dropped off. If anything, they renewed the writing of this realm of characters and this universe. But, it might be different writers, but they've restored that feeling of that first season of Game of Thrones where you don't know is, anything. Go ahead. But it's the thing, too. It's This is the thing. Because I feel like people forget about what Game of Thrones was based on. You always say this every time we talk about Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones has great source material. And this is going right back to 
an original source material, which is still a book of the series. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's this, very is, true. this is not the last two seasons of Game of Thrones, that's very which true. is just made up. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And this is, and George R. R. Martin is still, is heavily involved with this because uh-huh. the book is still in real, the source material is there. So, of course, the writing's not going to, if they ever come to a point to where they have to make stuff up, yeah. that's when, that's when it shit becomes shaky. shaky yeah. And that's when people come out the, you know what I'm saying? Reddit comes out like, oh, that didn't happen like that. Yeah. And that's why, uh, we were talking about the Melisandre thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's why people wouldn't want that to happen. Like, her being there. Because it would just, like... It wasn't in the book. It would just yeah. be an offset. Even though it could be a quick cameo, it would take the focus off of the actual show. For, like, yeah. five seconds. You know what I'm saying? You know, people... Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? And that just also goes to show how Game of Thrones is always going to be a good show if it's presented well based on the whole book. universe. Yeah. yeah. It's like, my as long as you have uh, correct writing, correct and well-written shit mm-hmm. meaning it has to follow the lore and has to be well-written well-acted yeah. and well-presented you'll have a good product mm-hmm. is what you mean yeah i can't wait to see more house of uh house of dragons because yep. these plots are starting to get weaved really well even through these first two episodes mm-hmm. so we only have let's see what negro tag negro targaryen do you saw that negro targaryen uh, yeah, to do with the dread yeah yeah because yeah. your boy damon you're gonna see what damon doing this <laughs> This episode. With the ebony armor. He's gonna be the villain or something. Nah, you see, I spoiled it. I, I spoiled it for myself last week. Because I, I looked at the Targaryen uh, family tree mm. and I figured out how it's all gonna work out. Oh, okay. So I'm not gonna talk about yeah. it on here. Because people actually get mad about spoilers, I yeah. found out. Yeah, man. I just posted a meme of it last weekend. Yeah, Caught some heat on that. But. We are out for this segment of the podcast presented by Simple Math Matrix. It's your boy, Mr. A.K.A. Oh, Prince, Simple Route 357. <laughs> Best known as Prince God, buddy. I'm here with Mr. Fuck Himself Up. Nate, <laughs> no, AKA, you just A.K.A. You just, you just said It's the God, God King Hoopla, and I'm out. Be sure to follow us on all our socials at Simple Math Matrix. That's, true. That's Simple Math Matrix on Twitter, S-I-M-P-L-E-M-A-T-R-X. M-T-R-X. That's a, God damn it, bro. <laughs> Follow us on all fucking social medias at Simple Math Matrix. That's S I M B L E M A T H M A T R I X. Except for Twitter, which is Simple Math M T R X. Spelled out, that's at S I M P L E M A T H M T R X. It's your boy, Mr. AKA <laughs> Super Raw 357, best known as Prince God, buddy. Fuck Nate. And we're out. Peace. <laughs> And I am back to finish off this episode of the podcast presented by Simple Math Matrix. And I really don't have much to talk about. I just have a few things that have happened over the last, uh, like the last week that I kind of wanted to cover. Uh, I guess we'll start out with the most serious thing, and that would be the Vanessa Bryant settlement. Um, If you are unfamiliar with everything going on with that, uh, when Kobe passed, when the helicopter crashed, deputies and cops that were investigating the area took photos 
um, of the crash site, like which is customary. But the part that's not customary is that they went along to show these photos in public just to random civilians. Um, apparently, one of the cops was just showing people at a bar, uh, you know, pictures of the you know, the bodies and such, and Vanessa Bryant got wind of that and proceeded to shoot the Los Angeles Police Department. Well, that has finally reached a verdict, and that verdict is that she won. Um, she did sue for $32 million, but she herself only received 16 because there was also another uh, party suing that lady. Uh, PD for spreading pictures of their loved ones' bodies as well. And this just goes, to, I mean, good for her. We're glad that she won. We knew she would. This was a really disgusting thing for the cops to do. But this is just kind of an example that police brutality and, and just police, like criminality for real, police being criminals, goes way beyond just shooting and killing people and setting people up. Uh, having the audacity to walk around and showcase the video, or not the video, the pictures of someone's loved one's dead bodies, especially in the condition they were, uh, seeing as the conditions of their death, is just totally remarkable, honestly. Um, and it, it's just an abuse of power, because there is no way that you're telling me that they would have done this knowing that there would have been any repercussions or even thinking that there would be any repercussions for something like this. But lo and behold, uh, we see that there are, and it's going to cost them probably their careers and now the Los Angeles Police Department, $32 million. Uh, so that's going to be something that they won't, they'll be able to financially recover from, but as far as public image was, uh, the LAPD was already kind of not favorable in the public eye, and now it's really only worse for them, uh, mainly due to all of this, and like I said, this is all justice, this is true justice for the people who are supposed to be, you know, carrying out and enacting true justice, so fuck the police on that statement. Um... Stand in the lane of basketball, uh, number two pick for the Oklahoma City Thunder will not be playing this season. Um, and what is kind of been the, I guess, the talk of the offseason now, Chad Holgram, while trying to defend LeBron in a pro-am game, it wasn't even necessarily LeBron, it was just a, a body thing. He tore or injured some ligaments in his foot, so now he'll be out for the season. And we saw a lot of people on social media saying it's because he's thin, he should be doing more, you know, weightlifting, blah, 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 this, then the third. But honestly, when you're that tall, it's it's one of those things that's bound to happen. It's kind of uh, feet problems are really persistent, especially in thin big men. Uh, look how much it shortened. Yao Ming's career, but hopefully for Chet Holcomb, he'll be able to sit out this season and come back next season and really have an impactful rookie season. It just really sucks that the only time we got to see him as a professional was at a professional amateur game during the summer before the season. He hadn't even gotten to step into the summer league, and it's not like the summer league, not the summer league, the game he was playing in wasn't sanctioned in his contract. So really there's nobody to blame for letting him play 
for him playing. This is all just kind of a, a accident, a freak accident. And you can't shit on pro-ams for this happening. These guys go out there knowing that even if they do play at 10%, that these injuries can happen because they are still playing when they're playing other NBA players, playing the best of the guys in the world. And even the other guys who aren't, the NBA players out there. These are 9-5 to five guys with a chance to play NBA players. So they're going to play harder than they've ever played before. So you are still going to, you know, run the risk of injury just like you would a normal basketball game. So I, the only solution for this really is I think teams will start writing in that rookies are not allowed to play in Pro-Am just because this would be a huge financial hit. Uh, seeing as the Thunder have already tried to foul for, like, the injured man, um exception to get some money back to fill the roster this would just be one of those things that'll kind of set a precedent in my mind that honestly i'm not sure if it's nece it might be necessary it's kind of like uh fo how football players have uh clauses in their contract where they can't ride motorcycles or you know they won't be insured if they're a motorcycle rider or blah 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 this, that, and the third. So it'll just be one of those things they just build into the contracts to make sure that nothing like this ever happens again. And honestly, with them being multi-million dollar corporations, billion dollar corporations, can you really blame them for putting that type of insurance on their uh, employees? I don't think so. Um, rounding off sports talk, it's seeming like Tiger Woods is moving on to the second stage of his golf career. Um, it seems like Rory McIlroy, McElroy and Tiger Woods will be funding a new golf league. It's like technical golf league. What it's essentially going to do is create another competition to live the LIV golf league. But also it gives PGA kind of like a branch into new age sports. Um, they're going to integrate technology. I'm not sure how they're going to do that yet. But it's going to be kind of like a technologically integrated, I'm guessing, augmented reality team-based uh, golf. And it's going to be funded by, like I said, Roy McIlroy and Tiger Woods. But with them funding this as being the two biggest names in golf the last 10 to 20 years, this is a chance for them to try and maybe bring golf into that lane where racing's kind of getting where they're drawing a younger audience and kind of making it seem more hip so to speak especially now since they have the LIV league you know over there overseas they have a true competition PGA does so by creating competition within their own company it helps them gain like two out of the three uh places that professional golf leagues have, I guess, as far as podium stance goes. But I'm not sure how successful this is going to be. I just don't see that many young people getting into golf, uh, even if it is for Tiger Woods. They're trying to, you know, bring Tiger Woods back into the limelight. They're putting him back on the cover of the video games. Um, you know, he's a billionaire again. He's in the news, uh, not the news, but sports news pretty frequently now. His son is coming up as an up and rising golfer. So I think they're trying to capitalize off of Tiger Woods' image and portray him as the Jordan of golf that he is. I'm just not sure how well that's really going to translate to kids who really just don't seemingly care about golf and never have. Um, it's kind of like NASCAR, like they're, they're trying to do the same thing, but it's not, it's working, but I don't think it's working enough to really justify all the stops they're pulling and 
at sometimes even alienate alienating their original fan bases but i guess all there is to do is really see about that because shit uh, fucking crazier things have happened especially with sports nobody would have ever thought that you know there'd be multiple competing american wrestling leagues our federations now and there is so take that for what it is uh lastly before i get out of here this week i guess we'll talk about nick cannon nick cannon is officially uh having his 10th kid his third one with this woman and it's seemingly not stopping every three months three or four months nick cannon is announcing that he's having another child it almost seems like this point in 2022 he'll have 10 alone i mean i can't blame the man he's rich the women are willing so there's no problems as far as that i just i gotta say damn i feel bad for those kids in about 10 years when they have no connection with their father because none of them are centralized they're all over america and he being who he is is an incredibly busy man and i wouldn't think he has time for a family with just one child so to have eight seven eight families with ten children has to be a fucking monumental task honestly like i couldn't even imagine that and it's not even the financial part because like we said or like i said rather nick cannon has the money for this he could probably afford all the kids he wants it just goes down to like the real people that are going to suffer here are the children but shit i'm not complaining we don't complain that Elon Musk has a shit ton of children. We don't complain that the royal family is just a bunch of all inbred children. But, you know, when it's a black man, it's a problem, I guess. I guess it's mainly a problem and people ran about it and have so much discourse about it because he's so public with it and open with it and willing to share and talk about it because having children is not taboo. I don't I wouldn't even say having a lot of children is taboo. I think it's the establishment of all of these families that's taboo are quote-unquote unacceptable and his openness and willingness to talk about it is kind of shocking for people so i guess it's really i guess people aren't mad it's just kind of a joke it's more of an uncomfortable joke seemingly to most people that nick cannon is just out here having a baby every three months but hey it's none of my business and with that i'm just going to go ahead sign off all I got to say is y'all keep checking out uh, Simple Math. We'll be here every week on Wednesday com coming with new episodes. We'll be coming with at least one interview per month. Uh, we're going to start re-recording -record, re more Boondock series recaps because we're out of the pre-recorded ones. Uh, look out for more permanent records. It's your boy Mr. aka SuperRaw357, best known as Prince Godbody, and I am out.